Hello and welcome to Staying Healthy Naturally. I'm your host, Dr. Gary Krakoff. I have my degree in pharmacy and naturopathic medicine and work at Johnson Compounding and Wellness in Waltham, Mass. Today, I'm very happy to have Maureen Nutricelli, and I hope I pronounced that correct. Uh, a little bit, okay. Nutricelli, that's okay, okay Gary. <laughs> and she is the organizing diva. And when I first, Maureen and I have known each other for quite a while, and when I first started seeing her newsletter, The Organizing Diva, I was thinking, what is this? But I got some really good hints from your newsletter, and I really liked it. And when I'm thinking of working with a lot of my clients, I realized that being organized isn't just where do those plates go or where should I store these boxes or do I need all this stuff. The organization can also be in how you're thinking and how you're organizing your life. Exactly. And so I think this is going to be so helpful to so many people. Mm -hmm. So I guess to start with, how did you get to be the organizing <laughs> diva? You know, what brought you? Oh, what was your path? Okay. Well, Gary, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, this is a great uh, chance. For, you and I have talked many times before, but this is a wonderful opportunity. I just want to thank you. So happy to be here. Um, very interesting. Years ago, a friend of mine, he was an interior decorator, and he felt a little overwhelmed in his office. So I went, he said, can you come in and help? So I thought I was going to be doing answering phones, doing office work. And then I saw all of his, you know, pillow tassels, swatches, paint chips, and it was just kind of helter-skelter, and I just started organizing. I came up with some creative solutions for him. He was, like, really impressed. He was like, why aren't you doing this for other people? And I was like, okay, maybe I will. So, My light bulb goes Yes, up. so I realized that you can, there were skills that are all very learnable to um, learn about organizing, whether you're going to do it yourself or help others, so. Okay, that that was great. Um, how did your past career education um, get you to become an organizer? What Give us a little bit of what road did you take? Yes, it was not a linear path by any means. Um, I do have a Bachelor of Science from Tufts University and I studied brain and behavior and I've always been fascinated by how people think, how people process information, how they learn, executive functioning capabilities. I've always had that love. And when I meet clients, that is what I focus on, how they learn, because each person can be different, so you gotta kinda customize your process. And um, I also, believe it or not, I went to um, design school, studied design, studied graphic design, so I believe I bring a certain uh, aesthetic sensibility. So I do try to beautify a lot of people's space and thirdly, I've worked in the hospitality business since I was a teenager. So being able to anticipate social person. Yes, and I am able to anticipate people's needs sometimes before even they do. And I do think I have very good customer service skills and I think I can make most people giggle or laugh. So I try to keep it light and fun oftentimes. Okay. Too. Um I have a bunch of questions for you, and I don't yeah. know what order to ask them. So, who who's your ideal client? Is it the person who's the pack rat that can't even get into their house, or is it someone who is trying to simplify their life and downsize, or both? Um, I, I'm glad you asked that. Um, as far as the pack rats and the hoarders, there are um, specially trained organizers just for that, and. 
I have to be honest, they're not the people I want to work with. There is some level of mental health issues and yep. they really need to be with a specialist. I would prefer to work with busy professionals. Um, you know, they're just busy with friends, family, their career, and they just want somebody to come in and help them. They also value paying another professional for their expertise in solving some of their problems. Okay, and so is this prime uh, clients primarily, is it at the office or is it at home also? It's usually at home, but I've worked with, I have a few clients who have their own small business. I've helped them with their small business even. I also do um, bookkeeping, marketing, social media, that sort of thing. So total organization. Yeah. So what drives someone or what point do they have to get to before they say, I need help? Um, it's interesting with the busy professionals, like they'll come home from work or the weekend and they're like, I'm gonna do it this weekend. And then they realize they'd rather play with their kids or go visit their parents or finish up that presentation for work. And I get it. So they are like, you know what? I need to have somebody come in. Just like so many people will hire a personal trainer. They just need someone there, maybe even just accountability, extra set of hands. I was going to say to make you accountable. Yeah, and then sometimes they just want another set of hands. Um, a lot of times my clients are women. Um, a lot of them are middle-aged women, so a lot of them, you know, spouses, um, kids. They've dealt with aging parents, sometimes parents that have passed on or in-laws that have passed on. There's a lot of stuff down in the, the basement. They feel feel overwhelmed, um, sometimes even a little bit um, pissed in a way because how did it all wind up their responsibility? So um, that's when they usually they call me. And then there's another group of people, they're just stuck. They're emotionally stuck. And yeah. it could be going back, you know, maybe it's the parents passed on and all those items are in the attic, but they know they need to go. And there's like guilt, shame, um, grieving, all these things so and so does it make it easier I think it probably would for people if they know I have to go through these boxes some of the things are treasures that I want to keep yeah. a lot of it you know I hear over and over again it's boxes of paperwork mm -hmm. because yeah. my parent was so organized they had everything in file folders but I don't know what I can throw out yeah. and what I can't right so yeah that, the uh, papers and files are a big thing. Um, I've helped many people. That one is, I will tell you right now, a little bit challenging and time consuming because we, we actually have to look Go at every everything. paper. But many people are holding on to much more than they need. Um, so I've done presentations, I've done videos on what you need to keep. If you're a small business owner, it's a little bit different, but, but for most of us, so many things are online and digitized. Like most people don't need to keep their bank statements, you know. Right. What I do is I, you know, for the year your active files and then usually at the end of the year you can pretty much let go of many things. Not everything, but many things. So having a shredder, going through receipts, and it does take a little, um, no, I'm not going to say daily maintenance, but every few days, you should be looking at the papers and the receipts in on top of your desk, in your wallet, and just making those decisions. Yeah. You know. All right, and then on the on the family side, it's probably a lot of things. I know where I I'm older than you are, but <laughs> we're somewhat in yeah, the same age group. Yeah, not that much group. older. But a lot of our parents 
um, for entertaining had the linen tablecloths mm. and had the silver yeah. or the silver plate and that was a big thing back then nobody seems to want the silver yeah, service because right. it's too much work but even the linen tablecloths they're beautiful and they're I expensive know. but they have to be ironed and they stain yep. so you know I found a lot of people when they're in they'll just say do you know anybody that wants them and nobody wants them and they're in great shape so that's where a lot of the donation centers come in why yep. not you know I, I tell people before the holidays why not bring them over and donate them yeah and then exactly. somebody might buy a $400 tablecloth and napkins for $20 but they'll have a beautiful table exactly. for the holidays and whoever owned it originally will probably be thrilled somebody's yes. using it instead yes. of it sitting in a box yes. in the cellar. So interesting you should say that. So um, I have been donating for years and years. I, I have at this point, because part of my service is I offer to take unwanted items off to donation. That's great. And that might distinguish me from many of my colleagues. So I go to donation sites at least once a week. I have touched, at this point, thousands and thousands of items and given them away. I'm very eco-friendly. I don't want to put anything in the trash, but um, even Marie Kondo, you know, the um, organizing guru, she even mentioned like things that are sitting in a closet unused, they're not being their, their useful object. Why not set them free to go, like you use the example of the linen tablecloth, instead of being down the basement wrapped up in a bag in a box somebody is joyously using it on their holiday table let the tablecloth be a tablecloth and what better feeling than knowing yes. you made somebody's life better. oh absolutely and i try really hard to get it to rightful homes this one woman i remember she really wanted to learn knitting and she went out and bought all this really expensive wool yarn i mean she really put a lot of money that's the other thing i help a lot of the women who starts the crafts and the projects i give them permission to let it go and i found out that the carroll school for the blind um was teaching um, people there how to knit and they joyfully took the donation Everything. i didn't want to drop that just in goodwill that particular right. thing what a great I, match. I know, and I, I brought stamp collections to the Stamp Museum. I, I really try to get things in a, in a happy new home. So it's not just pack it up and throw it out. It's, no, I don't. And I also try to um, respectfully recycle anything that Excellent. can be recycled. All right, so now let's get into the nitty-gritty. So right now, yes. we're sitting in my office. Yes. We're doing some construction in the store. Yes. So four of us are sharing an office. Wow. And the storage space that yes. we usually keep things in is not available. And so looking around at my office, yeah. how do you approach? How do you start? Where, where do people begin? It doesn't have to be about my office, but yeah. I'm sure your yeah. eye is looking around and says, oh, he needs yeah. me. Well, for, yeah, well, maybe, but I also, just what you said, this is a temporary thing. Right. So I have a really a five-step process um, that I customize. But the first thing I do, anybody can call me for a phone intake session, free. And okay. in that phone intake, I um, we clarify the client's goals and vision and direction. Okay, so then I have notes written down. Now, if they hire me, which a lot of times they do, um, the next step is we create action steps and strategies for what they want for the goals and the visions. So, okay. um, and I roll up my sleeves. You know, I get right down with it. 
a lot of times you just have to start in a corner. There's even, I tell people to ignore the rest of the room. And, and sometimes I have to tell myself, because sometimes I get overwhelmed too. I, I can only focus on what I can focus. And then while I'm doing the organizing, a lot of times I provide coaching for people, how to change um, some of their habits, how to upgrade their skills, um, to uncover limiting beliefs or thoughts. Um, then fourth, I try to, I talked earlier about bringing an aesthetic um, element to their environment, like beautifying the space. And by the way, if that means me getting down on my hands and knees and cleaning up the dust bunnies behind the desk that we move because it's a better placed in front of the window, I do. Um, and then lastly, I really help try to help people master their psychology, um, their emotional blockages. I do do a thing called the emotional freedom technique. Um, it sounds like you're also not just helping organize, you're being a life coach. Yes, actually, I am a certified life coach. So I just want to tell you, I think being organized is part of optimal health. So, yeah. you know, I think there's, you and I have probably have very similar thoughts on this. There's the physical, nutritional, mental, emotional, emotional. environmental, and then spiritual. But Are not everybody together. always wants to hit all those dimensions, but... That is, to me, the picture of health. So I've always, all these years that I've been doing the organizing, before I became a wellness and life coach, I always thought about getting organized, organizing yourself, your thoughts, your day-to-day -day routines, your tasks, just puts you in a better flow, you know? Okay, so I guess what I'm hearing, first one, the organized diva, I thought it was more for the people who are just up to their eyeballs and stuff. This could be someone whose office, or even when they walk into the house, it could look great, but all the drawers, everything, <laughs> you know, I, a lot of kids do that. Mom says, clean your room, you open the top drawer and right. everything comes off the bureau. Right. But it sounds like it could also be organizing, not just the physical things, but helping organize your day and your life so because yes. we all not intentionally I don't think but we all sometimes process our schedule in the most inefficient way pro yes. possible to get things yes. done. Yes so, so streamlining so this whole new movement of owning less and uh, making less decisions I don't know you know this famous thing about a, President Obama he only wore one color suit every day of his life and that was so in the morning does not have to devote any brain energy to deciding what he's going to wear because guess what he had much bigger issues to decide it's called decision fatigue so if you are floundering around every morning trying to figure out what to wear what to eat you know what time to leave what email to answer or anything you've already used up a lot of your brain energy which means you're going to have less for the rest of the day, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or, you Anybody. know, a CEO, right? So streamlining your process, having your clothes, you know, trying to streamline even your clothes closet, you know, this is that crazy thing, 80% of the time we wear 20% of what we own. Our use, 20% of the pots we use, 80% of the time the dishes. Yeah. And why do you have to keep lifting out those other four frying exactly. pans to get to this one? Yeah, it's so funny you keep using great examples because a lot of times so I cook I used to teach cooking classes and I'll be and I've worked in restaurants since I was a kid 
I, I know my way around a kitchen. I'll just these people, and I'll be like, "Why do you have this gadget, that gadget? Are you guys doing a lot of cooking?" No, it's all aspirational. I'll be like, "You know what? Really good chefs. They need a cutting board, two knives, and a pot and a pan. I mean, really, that's really all you really yeah. need." And I'm get, I'm pulling out pasta makers and yogurt makers, and I was like, "Good golly!" And so when you start thinking about it, like just get what you need, what you like, what makes you happy, and also what brings you to focus on what you're what, doing. What you're doing and who you are, you know. Um, I always tell people, you know, have your space be a reflection of who you are or who you're becoming, but not who you were even. So even people, you know, I said I work with a lot of um, middle-aged people and anybody who's like past 50, they've raised their kids They've done all that stuff, you know, and I just say, you know, now that you're looking at, you know, sorry, the latter part of your life, you probably don't need all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have And a, also you want to have, as we get old, more mature, <laughs> not older, but more mature, it, there's also the trip hazard. You don't need all that stuff around and having things more open, when yeah. you walk into the room, it's more relaxing to... Yeah. You can do something, and you were talking about crafts or projects. If you have a project, you can bring it into the room, and there's plenty of room right. to do it right. instead of piling everything up off the dining room table. Yes. And Which just... Okay, so now the next question. It sounds simple. It sounds easy. It's probably easy for you because this is what you love doing. What... Why sh shouldn't I, not from a business point yeah. of view, from your point, what are the pitfalls of me saying, okay, I listened to what Maureen said, I know I have to start cleaning things out, I have five drawers in my kitchen that are packed full with stuff, I haven't even been in those drawers in a year. Why, why would working with you in the short run and long run make it less stressful and easier and get me to the end point. What am I missing if I just say I can do it myself? Um, because that I, was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. I'm just going to tell you, I've been doing this for a long time, so I know just what you said. The pitfalls. I've done this. I know, you know, all the roadblocks and everything. And I am also pretty savvy with all the latest and greatest storage and organizing solutions. I mean, this is my world. Not that one size fits everyone. I try to customize it. But um, I am able to process information pretty quickly, so I can usually figure out what can go, what can move. And like I said, I have this design aesthetic sensibility, so moving things around. Um, and I'm also an expert with the papers. I can pretty much tell you which papers can mean? go and which can't. And I've seen people angst, you know, like oh. a couple of minutes over one sheet. You hear, I, I see it all the time especially when a, if the spouse was the one who took care of everything yes. then the the spouse that was left doesn't know what do i need and sometimes they have 10 and 15 years of yeah. bank statements receipts from marshals oh, but yeah. i'm afraid to throw it out yeah. and i guess they just need somebody to yeah. validate yes. or take responsibility yes it's okay from this point right. back, you don't need that. Right. When the next statement comes in, shred the right. the one at the back of the folder. I mean, you can use a general rule of thumb. It's seven years that you need to keep your papers, um, you know, 
God. For bidding right. for a tax audit. Then I call the other ones vital docs, you know, um, deeds on houses, birth certificates, that should be marriage. Involved that, in that yes, it's But even simple different. things, and I'm guilty too, I keep my receipt and the owner's manual. I do a lot of work around the house, so yeah. I have a lot of tools. But now, once a year, I'll go through that, and you it's very easy because a lot of the you have a humidifier they don't yeah. last forever right. you don't need the book from a humidifier you threw out five years yes. ago yes <laughs> thank and you one little manual doesn't take up much room but eventually that file drawer is packed yeah. with yeah. useless and you don't even think about it right and so all those manuals are online now, now all of them yeah, yeah. So, so those you, can definitely um, be there and you know if you want i can give your listeners one little piece of advice so you went and you bought, you know, a piece of clothing at you use Marshalls or whatever and you're reluctant to throw it away. I have a little right on my desk, a little upright container with what I call temporary receipts. I bought the piece of clothing, I've been wearing it now for a it's month or fine. two months. I'm not gonna be returning it. Out, of Out it goes. So right now I just went through February and March and April and I got rid of all those what I call temporary receipts. And what we usually do is put them in a folder or the corner yeah. of the desk or in a drawer, figuring yeah. I'll know where it is and then I'll throw it out and three years later. Right. It's so still I there. at the top I will write the month. So okay. I just got rid of March and April. So at the end of a month, I'll just look back. And it's just like in a pencil cup. And I just keep those there. Good, helpful hints. Yes. And this probably goes more, even further than the house or the office. It probably goes to your briefcase or your backpack yes. or your car. Some people's cars <laughs> yes. are not, not just empty bottles or, you yeah. know, wrappers. But you come from papers. a meeting yeah. and the paper goes in the back seat yeah. and then you know a month or two later if you hadn't looked for it in a month or two odds are you didn't need it yeah. but you get home you don't think of let me pick right. these up and put them in the recycle right. bin so well yeah. you have your work cut out for yeah. you yeah well then, then i kind of this is something i say all the time is like just do it now a lot of times you know picking those papers up out of the car and bringing them in at least put them on your desk and then you know maybe tomorrow when you're you know you might be tired at that point the next day and i was like you know do you really need this or can it be shredded or recycled and a lot of times with everything you know i tell people i'm always fascinated by the people that go over to the sink with their dirty dishes thoroughly wash them and then place them in the sink i'm like why didn't you just pop them right in the dishwasher two more second task you know and all those seconds add up to hours at the end of the day hours i think that you saved yourself yeah doing um, it properly right because yeah. then later on, when you see a sink of dirty dishes, it just kind of uh, doesn't make you feel good. And yeah. then you're like, you know what? I'll just go get a cup of coffee and go watch yeah. Netflix. I'll do that afterwards yeah. before right. I go to bed. And then you get yourself revved up before bed and you can't yeah. sleep. All right. So how does the process work? Is there anything you wish your clients knew before contacting you? Um, there is this one thing. I'm at the point in my career, I've worked with many different people, many different levels of organization, disorganization, and I have worked with a few hoarders. And at this point, I really want to work with people who are ready, willing, and able. You know, they call me, they're ready to go. They you might not jump know what right to do. in the first Yes, day. I don't want to get there and, you know, 
I will offer to do what I referred to earlier, the emotional freedom technique. If there is some anxiety or anything, they mentally know, you know, intellectually, like, I really want to get this done, but there might be, like, some heavy emotions that might be preventing them. That's fine. But if there are people who, once they get there, like, are angsting over everything and, you know, stalling and no matter what I've offered, you know, the emotional freedom, they're turning down every solution. There's a reason why they can't. Yeah, do I don't think you're ready, and that's I get it. I'm so not trying keep to your judge name it. and number, and when you're ready. Yes, yeah, so you know I'm ready, and I'm ready. I show up. Uh, all right. So w last question: Is there any current projects you'd like to highlight that you're involved with? Yeah, there is. Um, this one gentleman I've worked with for about five years now. Um, I think he, yeah, 2013, maybe six. And um, he's brilliant. He's a senior executive coach, just really, and a wonderful, sweet guy, southern gentleman. And um, But he also is a paper hoarder, and I mean a hoarder. When I got there, there was tens of thousands of papers. You couldn't see the floor, the walls, anything in his office. And I can't believe I did it, but I painstakingly went and found money. I found all sorts of crazy stuff. We worked together, and he needed help in his business, and I took over the bookkeeping. He wasn't hadn't been sending invoices, was way behind the eight ball and everything. It was just very, very disorganized. And um, I saw an increase in his revenue within the first year I worked with him. And wow. We eventually moved his office to another floor, and you know, we still every week I have to go in there and do some maintenance. So some people need some yes. continual fine yes. tuning. Yes, but do some do some of the clients once you get them on track, do they say stay goodbye? On? Yeah, and then maybe a a tune up yes. way down the road if yes. they get a little. I was just using no, um, I realize, the man. Yeah. We we work together every Monday, and he's become a friend, and we yeah. I love him. You because know? I think a lot of a lot of my friends at our level of maturity, yeah, at our age, they the kids are out of the house. Yep. they have a bigger house than what they really need, but it's not worth moving. But a lot of them are internally downsizing and yes. figuring they're at a point. If I need that platter that I haven't used in 15 years, I'm at a point I can go out and buy, buy one. It. Or yeah. borrow it from yes. one of our friends. So they are letting go. Letting go and opening up. You know, it's almost amazing. Your house can be three times the size. I know, right? Because we it have just so feels much different. clutter. And that makes you happier, puts you in a better frame of mind. Yeah. And like you alluded to at the beginning, all those levels are tied together. If when you come in your house, that should be your safe place. Right. You should walk in. Your oasis. In. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. You should walk in even after a stressful day yep. and be able to walk into any room and sit down or do something yep. and relax, not look at it. This weekend I have to do that. Right. And I Where think most of us every single weekend, yep. you know, year after year, you keep saying, and I'm going to change this right and so probably I would see ha say having someone come in that isn't telling you you're a slob or that you're totally disorganized right showing you the steps and sometimes probably baby steps at first how you can make your environment yes. better and happier yeah so that's great okay so now let's get down to the real nitty-gritty how do people get a hold of you to find out what you're doing and what you can do for them? Okay, and I just wanted a yeah. one other facet we didn't mention, but, and yeah. this is like um, kind of
kind of one and done, the people who move. So I've helped yeah. people the before Imagine. downsize, I've supervised moves, and then most importantly, the third phase, I help yeah. unpack and, that's, and set it up optimally. So you start off in the right setup, yes. but even more so, and I think all of us who have moved, and everyone's probably has moved yeah. at least once, you pack really well probably 40% of the things and that 40% of the things you probably don't even need to bring because of the things that, <laughs> well, I'm moving in six weeks, I'm not gonna use, need yeah. this. And then at the end, it's just everything has to get packed. So instead of going through it and getting donating some of it, yeah. it all gets packed. Yeah. And then 10 years later, those boxes still haven't been opened. Yep. So, and I didn't even, I thought of when you started mentioning that, the packing, even doing something like this, if you even think you might be moving six yeah. months earlier. Yes, you should start now Getting it purging. organized. But I didn't even think of, even if you purge the new layout, getting it set up optimally yeah. be, as you're moving in, not I could do better than this. I just have to put things in right. a place. Right. So thank yeah, you for bringing yeah. that Yeah, I've done that. Because moving is stressful yeah. yes. and a good move. Yes. And then you have all the junk. Right. Or not, all the things that yeah. you don't need. And I certainly ask people to really try to purge and um, really only take the greatest hits because you're going to pay a guy a fortune. to pack it, pick it up, put it in the truck, take it out, drive and it put by it in mile. Body. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, so just know, think about so that. So you spend thousands of dollars on yes. things you're going to be giving away yeah. two years later and yeah. you could have yeah. had a thousand dollars or two thousand yeah. dollars. And I don't mean to make fun of people, but you know, I also try to keep this light. You know, I'm not trying to judge anybody, but like, I, that's why I think you just need a second brain and a second set of hands to learn. And I also I think outside eyes. Yeah. Because you don't see things. Right. Yeah, exactly. we, we were just talking about that on a piece of paper that you're constantly handing out. If there's a typo, right. the person who's handing it out all the time will never see it. But somebody who sees it for the first time fresh will. Eyes. And what's wrong with those fresh eyes saying, you know what, you might want to put a period there <laughs> or add an R or take an R out. Yeah. You know, that's helpful. All awesome. Right. How, do, how do people get a okay. hold of you to find out? Is Anybody can Google the organizing diva. That's who I am. And I'm lo located in Watertown, but I travel the greater Boston area. Um, you can go to my website, theorganizingdiva.com. I'm also on Facebook. Um, I'm Maureen at theorganizingdiva.com. Uh, my phone number is everywhere. My email is and all over the place. Give us your phone number. 617-513-5219. Um, Maureen at theorganizingdiva.com. Remember to put the the in there. And um, I Great. would imagine I'm on Yelp. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm everywhere. You're everywhere. I'm and, actually, I think, too easy to find. And I, I get your newsletter. Yes. I've been getting that yes. for years. And I do read it every Thank time. Thank you. It and comes you even in. comment, Gary. Uh, yes. Makes me and feel like I'm not doing now, it for nothing. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is, every once in a while, I'll be reading it quickly yeah. and I'll say, that's an excellent tip that yeah. I could implement. And then 
time goes by and I realize you know, it might be eight, ten months later, you might hint about that again. Yeah. And I'm saying, I was supposed to do that six <laughs> months ago. So there's very good tips in there. So I really recommend, you know, oh, people go to, thank the, you. They can, on your website, they can sign up for yes. the newsletter. Yes, they can. Excellent. So Maureen, one more time, the website and your phone number. Maureen Nutitelli, The Organizing Diva, 617-513-5219. Or Maureen at theorganizingdiva.com. Okay. Oh. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Gary. This was a load of fun. It was. More fun than I thought it was going to be. I feel guilty looking around here, but you're going to come back when our other office is ready, and hopefully things will be back to normal. All right. Thank you. Thank you.